Hello and welcome back to the New Earth Business Podcast. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. I'm doing a solo cast and it's going to be on the topic of fertility. In particular, my fertility journey. Now, I realise this isn't directly New Earth Business, but actually when we look at business and I being a woman am somebody that wants to have a thriving business throughout pregnancy, throughout child rearing and so actually when we dial it down fertility and business to me are really interlinked. So I've been umming and ahhing about sharing my journey here just because I had some judgment come up when I saw some other podcasters doing it and it wasn't my journey so I kind of tuned out of their podcast so I also am aware that that may happen to me Um, but this feels like such a big piece of me of where I'm at at the moment that to not share it from my heart would be untruthful to myself. So I just received some really shitty and annoying news. I've been trying to get pregnant with my partner for over two years now. We recently decided to have some tests done. I say recently, like halfway through last year, I thought, right, you know, it doesn't doesn't seem to be working naturally. Let's have a look at um, what could be going on. Anyway, I'm going to go deep into this, but the reason why I'm recording this today is because we've been in this process for what feels like six or seven months now, and I really thought I was getting somewhere with it all, and a doctor phoned me today from the hospital and just cancelled an appointment because somebody didn't show up for work today, and all of that excitement and all of that pent-up emotion just kind of came out of me on the phone when this lady was telling me that I couldn't go to my appointment and I thought where am I going to put this where am I going to put this emotion these feelings so I I cried I released I had a sit down and a chat with Alejo my partner and then I thought right no I need to share this because I'm halfway through a journey at the moment and often online and on Instagram and in podcasts we hear people's stories after they've happened. So I'd like to tell my story now whilst it's happening. So let's start from the beginning from when I went for my um, or deciding to, to go for tests was quite a big one for me. I am not a you know, I don't love running to the doctors, I prefer to look at my health holistically, and where I can, I use herbs, I use supplements to manage things myself. So that was a first hurdle, was to kind of admit that I may need help outside of myself. So I started the process, I went to the doctors and said, look, I want to I've been trying to get pregnant, it's not happened yet, what can I do? And um, they said, right, well, we can refer you to 
a fertility clinic and we can start doing some blood tests. So they did some blood tests, um, mainly on hormones, thyroid, that sort of thing. Everything came back as okay. Now, I'm always really curious about the okay scale. I personally don't know a lot about this, so they choose within a range that is okay, but you could be quite close to the not okay for you to still come out okay. So the blood tests came back okay, but one thing that was flagged that was that I am potentially not ovulating. Now that makes sense, right? If I'm not getting pregnant, perhaps I'm not ovulating. What's the process with that? So then I start this journey of being on the phone, of listening to the most awful hold music, (laughs) some symphonies written by an electronic robot and other really forlorn, awful music that just makes you want to curl up in a ball and cry. So that was my first sort of step into let's um let's sort this out let's let's kind of go and dig a little deeper and find out what's going on now the next step was after the tests was to have something called a hycosy now this is where you're injected with blue fluid into your into your womb into your uterus into your fallopian tubes and then you're scanned to check whether you have any blockages me being me dyslexic over here um i put the dates into my calendar wrong and on the day of the test this was like halfway through last year the lady phoned me and said oh we we've got this um, appointment but you're but you're not here and I was like oh I thought it was on Tuesday next week turns out I missed it and because I missed that appointment I was then sort of set back by quite a few months then my friend who is going through her own fertility journey mentioned to me that there is funding available for IVF if you are under 40 and you can have uh, a few free rounds of IVF paid for by the NHS before your 40th birthday. I never knew this existed. I also had never really thought or entertained the concept of IVF. It's just something that, yeah, I didn't didn't think would I would need to do I think like a lot of people you know you don't you don't expect that you get told all of your life to take contraceptions be really careful use condoms and then when you actually go to wanting to get pregnant it doesn't work so yeah I sort of sat with the the concept of IVF for a moment and then really really felt into it and connected with the spirit of the baby that wants to come through for me and the answer that I got back was it doesn't matter how this 
baby comes through and it will it will come and at the right time via whatever methods it wants to come whether that is through IVF whether that is through adoption whether that is through one of the many other ways that I can be a mother so I mean that concept and that conversation took a while for me to get there because at first I was really wrestling with it so then I start the process of applying for funding for IVF thinking that you know well oh yeah I'll be pregnant before the time that I need to have this so it's all it's all fine what was surprising was when I actually finally got face to face with a doctor because the whole calling system was just not working for me they they weren't aware the GP in my local area wasn't aware that this funding existed and so this is an interesting case I think for um for sharing if you're somebody who is thinking about wanting to conceive and maybe you are looking at IVF and looking at those prices which are a you know you've you've got to be in a good place to be able to with your money to be able to afford that so not only do you sort of make those down payments but then you've got the the affordability of having a child afterwards so it can be quite a lot on the nervous system it can be quite a lot on on thinking about like projections and and family creation and money so yeah funding really does help for these kind of things so we, I went to this doctor's and um, yeah, we sat down and she tried to find the forms on the computer and they're in some, you know, place where, dusty old place where no one ever goes <laughs> because it's not known. So I just want to make that point that there is funding out there and started that application. That application was ticking away. And then I I was asked by the same doctor, lovely doctor, GP at my local practice. She said, and how are you? And you know what? That was the first time somebody had asked me how I was. Like how I really was through this fertility journey. And I burst out crying. It was, it was really, it was really hard to, to see and to hear and to and to say yes to help something that I've always done and perhaps you can relate is I've dealt with things on my own I was never really uh, you know I never really needed my parents a lot I never really I was quite independent as a young person as a teenager definitely in my 20s I flew the nest and I was I was so ready to be out of there but I yeah I've never really been very good at asking for help love giving it love it that's where part of my my healing nature comes from when I heal a little piece of me heals so I'm on this big journey of learning how to receive right now and that is showing up in lots of places in my life and pretty much as soon as I said yes to receiving this funding I started to receive beautiful offerings from friends from 
family, people wanting to heal me, people wanting to give me free sessions, share their medicine, um, and my partner wanting to give to me in ways that he maybe hadn't before. So this has been a big lesson on this journey of, of fertility and also the journey of, of self-discovery and self-mastery and looking at my my whole body as a, as a system and how what I'm putting into my body is affecting my chances of getting pregnant. Also how it's affecting my mental health. So some of the good things that have been coming out of this journey is that I am now seeing a naturopath and I am looking at my nutrition, looking at my water intake. I recently started with a personal trainer and I'm back in the gym. I'm focusing on the self-care. I'm focusing on making my womb, my body, my my brain, my, my house, my village where I live, the most supportive place for when that child does decide to arrive. And that is, that is truly, truly a gift. Also, another good thing that's coming up around my journey is my relationship with my partner. We were just literally talking about this over breakfast, that you know, you can, I'm not dissing people that don't go through this journey, but you can have quite, let's say, an unmindful sexual connection and have a pregnancy come out of that. That is totally okay. However, the journey that me and Alejo have have chosen, our souls have chosen, is to jump through a few fiery rings, step through a few portals before we're in that place of conceiving. And what that's doing to our relationship is it's really strengthening our bond. We are, we're in this together, you know, he is not passively delivering his sperm to my egg. We're going to the appointments together. We are talking about it we're looking at different ways we can you know make things more interesting for us I mean that's another thing I want to say is we've got calendar invites in our google cows for ovulation time because we're both quite independent an independent couple and we both like to go away so it's important that we're both in the same country when I'm ovulating, which can take the spice out of the sex life a little bit, I'm not going to lie, but it can also give you a bit of structure that, that is needed, so it's not just, oh, you know, leave it, leave it to chance, and there is part of me that, you know, that's another avenue as well to explore, like, we could just leave this completely to chance. We could. There's something in me that is still holding, is still holding to a little bit of control. And perhaps that's something for me to look at. This is going to be a part one to uh, maybe a, a series of three 
short episodes about my journey because obviously I'm right in the middle of it now and it'd be interesting to see where I'm at on the other side or during or perhaps when I'm you know deep in the belly of IVF so yeah endometriosis is a thing that I have recently been diagnosed with so this is another little sprinkling of breadcrumbs in the in the journey I went for a scan on my abdomen and a transvaginal scan which was not a particularly nice thing to to have also there was a trainee nurse in who was doing the scan and the um the nurse that was sort of her supervisor was telling her where to go with it and I don't know that just I don't feel particularly comfortable with that because it was very clear she didn't really know what she was doing um and then I was asking lots of questions and they weren't really answering anything I don't think they can but I did push for a bit of information when she was going so high up on my belly and I said you know why why is is this and then uh, the supervisor said well it looks like you've got endometriosis so that could be the reason why you're not getting pregnant prior to this on a separate scan they had found some ovarian cysts in both ovaries they'd found so many cysts that the lady that did the scan couldn't find my egg count she couldn't she said i can't even see your eggs so this is um, all information that I am taking in going, okay, right, that's just like another thing going on the list, another thing to look at. Now, what I've learned recently is, is that the endometriosis and the cysts are kind of cared for and, and um, what's the word, researched and supported by NHS they're not something that the fertility clinic that I have been um, sent to with this IVF funding will really deal with so I'm now in two different places there's two different me's there's one in the NHS and then there's one in the private fertility clinic and so that for a start is quite confusing and I'm constantly uploading results to a portal and making sure that this doctor has spoken to that doctor and, and that is um for somebody that doesn't like to uh speak on the phone and face these sort of things be on call waiting for ages I mean who does it's not just me it's um definitely very very testing for the patients but I just keep coming back to the why. Why am I doing this? Why are we going through this? Why why is this important for me? And it's important for me because I believe that one of my sole purposes on this earth is to be a mother and is to give a child the absolute best chance at life that I that I can. It's like my mother gave that to me and I feel like I want to gift that 
to somebody else, I've had the most amazing life and still am. And I've been so privileged in so many areas and I've I've seen a lot of the world and I've met some incredible, incredible people and teachers along the way. And I feel like to give the gift of life is is the most incredible, most spiritual thing that you can possibly do. So when I had my blood tests for the most recent blood tests, which was a CA2, which is to test if uh, you have cancerous cells in your blood, and the, what's the other test? It's called an AMH, and that's to check your egg count. So those I had just before Christmas, and the test results came back after Christmas in the new year and I got told that the CA2 the cancer blood test was 85% so I freaked out 85% out of 100 I thought and the the AMH the egg count the lady on the phone didn't really know what that one was so she didn't tell me so then I started this process of phoning the doctors every day to try and speak to somebody I couldn't get any appointments. I couldn't get through to anyone. So I have just spent the last month and a half making peace with the fact that I may have cancer and that I, this may not be a baby at all. This may not be about a life portal. This may be about a death portal. I have also received news from various different sources in the last few months of people passing away, friends, healers. My mum is not well at the moment and so that's a that's a tough place for somebody to be in, right? I've got all this kind of grief happening around me as well as wanting to bring in life so much. Now, when I stepped back from this, what I saw was the essence of life, was, was the energy of me standing at the portal of life and death, at the precipice, on the literally on that cliff edge, being able to call it in, being able to help it move out. I'm feeling like this is part of my training as a medicine woman. It's an initiation. It's a, it is that step into the doula that brings life that also can hold people in grief and that can hold people in death so again this is as much as I'm going through it and it's a struggle and I'm feeling the fucking feels there is this higher learning this higher perspective this observer mode that when I 
but when I release enough and and get rid of the sort of the surface emotions and the the physical kind of nervous system stuff that's happening to me I can come up to this observer and I can see this this bigger picture and I can I can see me as as this life giver and also somebody that can that can hold it all which when I look back to myself a few years ago I definitely couldn't say that this also takes me onto my Cambo journey now knowing what I knew back in the beginning of the year thinking that you know I had this I potentially have cancer I don't have any eggs so why even bother I was looking for ways to really kickstart a cleansing process I thought right if there's any toxicity in my body that's going to cause me to have any cancerous cells I'm ready to get this ready to get this out let's let's move through this and just as I decided a good friend of mine got in touch and said do I want to do a cambo ceremony next week and I was like yes this is exactly what I need just gonna have a sip of water so I sat with Cambo with an incredible medicine woman who made me feel so safe so seen so heard me and my best friend Chris we we did it together I also had my dog with me now this is a little side side story, but my dog was with me. My dog's 13 now, and I got him when I was with my ex back 13 odd years ago, and when we split up, I moved back into shared accommodation, so I couldn't take my dog with me so I gave him to my mum and dad and he has been living on the island of Anglesey with my mum and dad ever since now sometimes I look after him when they go away and that's that was why he was here with me in Somerset so it was me my friend Alex the medicine woman and Alejo was just holding up the holding up the space in the kitchen for if we needed extra water or help to the bathroom so we started with the cambo journey and i i knew that i was gonna have something come up around my womb my intention was to let go and heal past trauma that is potentially residing in my womb space also to kickstart this cleanse so the cambo goes on, you start to feel it, it travelled up my leg, it travelled up the side of my body and and it hit me and I started to feel a little bit faint, my head started to, what felt, I felt like hot in my head, I had this really hot head and then I felt a bit like I was going to faint so I lay down and then I sat up and prior to the, to the cambo going on I had been drinking like five massive glasses of water so this is to help with the purge that is inevitable so I take the I take the bucket 
and I start to purge. Now, I realise I've just kind of gone into my Cambo story without sharing much about Cambo itself. So Cambo is a jungle medicine. They call it the vaccine of the jungle, the vaccine of the forest. Uh, traditionally from Peru, from the monkey tree frog. It's a, it's a fluid, like a sap that the frog excretes on its back and it's carefully and sustainably collected and we're lucky to be able to yeah in the west to be able to access this medicine to use it and so the medicine goes on through three little dots that are burnt onto your skin so just taking that first layer of skin off and then the poison is administered onto your leg. Leg for women, right leg, uh, and right arm for men, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. So anyway, the purge started to happen. I was sick, then it went to my further down to my stomach, and then I went to the toilet, and it came out the other end. Now this medicine brings you right into the present moment. It's not psychedelic. It's not like when I took ayahuasca and sat with that medicine and had all of these visuals and all of these connections to spirits. It was me sat on the toilet having a pretty shitty time. At one point, my dog ran in to the bathroom. Don't know how he got in. And he licked one of the dots of Cambo off my leg. So um, that was a little bit scary. I thought he was going to have a some sort of reaction to it. And he didn't. And he was absolutely fine. But it also brings me back to looking at how my, my little dog was with me that first time when I was going through some really, really tough stuff at the end of my last relationship as my marriage was breaking down 12 11 years ago and I believe that little dog helped me get through that he was literally the one that talked me off the cliff and showed me that there was a that there was another way and I didn't have to stay in a relationship that wasn't healthy so yeah, it's just not surprising that he was there journeying with me as I step through this next portal in a relationship that is so supportive and so loving and so open and so healing that he gets to he gets to be with me through that as well. So then after the after the toilet episode I come back into my living room where we were having the ceremony, the fire's on, there's, there's all of this lovely music playing and Alex, who's administering the cambo, she's singing, singing the Icaros and I now go into a process of womb healing. I feel like I'm giving birth to an energy or an entity or something that is not mine. It feels like ancestral pain of all the females in my lineage on both sides. And I sit there 
with my back against the sofa and my legs wide and I'm going, and I'm screaming and I'm crying and I'm releasing and then I'm pulling out energy from my womb and Alex is singing and we're moving the energy, we're moving it through, we're moving it through and then my legs are shaking, my pelvis is shaking, everything is is just vibrating and then I flop, I relax and this medicine song channels through me, this language that I've never heard of, I'm singing in a very operatic, high, kind of shaky, almost wobbly voice that is not mine. But at that point, I know that I am calling in my spirit baby. And so I open to it and I allow. And then I just turns into this lullaby and I almost like rock myself down to the floor and I flop on the floor relax and that's the end of the cambo ceremony we start to come round, and I'm just sat there in absolute shock at what just happened it was in total about an hour long the process it felt like a lifetime but it also felt like a second my vision was sharper as I looked out of the window to a beautiful blue sky day. I I felt this like space within me that I'd never felt before. It felt, you know, like fresh washing hanging on the line, fresh air. It felt like I had fresh air in my head. This is the only way I can describe it. And then the next day I felt well, a little bit like hungover. So I just rehydrated, rehydrated, and then the following day, again, this like fresh air feeling came to me, and this real sense of being connected to my inner warrior, to my inner priestess. Some new archetype for me came online during that ceremony, and I was like, if I can go through this, birthing this trauma, I can go through whatever fertility journey life decides to throw at me so that also gave me this strength and the spirit to be like okay I don't have the results for this blood test maybe maybe I'm not meant to know and that's okay fast forward a few weeks and a doctor from the private fertility clinic phones me to give me some information about the test results he said finally we've we get to speak um I hear you have some questions so I said yeah what is this 85 percent you know that's nearly 100 percent am I do I need to have cancer treatment and he says well it's not necessarily percentages it's 85 out of a thousand or two thousand so he said it's a little bit high but that high um test usually signifies you may have endometriosis or ovarian cysts which is the information that I already had right so I don't have cancer I'm not going to die right now um he also told me my egg count was good it was good 
So I have some. They, I have some eggs available. <laughs> My whole body changed position. I could feel like I'd started to sort of cower inwards and I just straightened up that little bit more. I released. I didn't cry at this point. I just thought, fuck yes. I have been given a second chance at life and I I needed to go through this portal again. Like I needed to sit with grief head on. I needed to look at it to really to really feel it and to really know uh to just gain the wisdom I think for this next part of my journey so when I get the result uh, not result when I got the call today to say that this um test is is not happening this is one of the tests that I needed to then make the decision about having IVF or not I obviously went into this Kind of spiral, doom spiral, allowed myself to move through that somatically, had a shower and thought, right, I'm going to record this. I'm going to get this down because my story is, it could be your story and, or you could take something from this story that is, that is meaningful to you. I don't want anyone to feel like they are on their own on this journey. Like I have felt very alone a lot of the people I know around me are, are getting pregnant. My sister is pregnant for the third time. My partner's sister is pregnant for the second time. And I felt myself going into these um, not very nice attitudes or judgy kind of places when people would tell me that they're pregnant. I, if somebody kind of released this news to me, it would, it would make me cry and I, I'd run away or I've been avoiding situations where I'm around people who have children or people that are pregnant. And this has also been something that I've had to face and come to terms with and also let go of because if I am getting angry and jealous and needy every time I hear that somebody is pregnant, this is putting more strain on my body, it's putting more strain on my womb. And it's also telling that spirit baby up there that I am not pro-creation. <laughs> so I've made a very mindful decision that whenever anyone gives me news that they are pregnant, I will find a feather out on one of my nature walks and I'll take it back and I'll put it on my fertility altar which I'm planning to create this weekend so after Cambo I know I'm jumping around quite a bit but there's there's a there's a bit to say but I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap up soon but this bit I think is important after having the the Cambo ceremony I have actually felt closer to what I feel like is my spirit child I felt like I've had connections before like way way back but for the last year it hasn't been very strong and then falling asleep recently I was in that lovely liminal <coughs> excuse me liminal space between being awake and being asleep 
this face just kind of floated towards me in the darkness. I was a, a newborn baby looking exactly like if you put me and Aleko together, put our genes together, that was what would come up. So whether this is my, you know, my mind just wanting to see that, or whether that is really something that, that I saw, this is a spirit that's coming to me that's, that's on its way, or perhaps already, already in me. I, that was just a great confirmation, that and the, and the song that came through, and also the, the message that came with it, which was, use your voice, your voice is healing, your voice has healing codes for other people, you must share it, and since then, I've hosted my very first sacred song circle, I have also upped the ante on the podcasts, I am singing more, I'm going full in with this using my voice because it's the most powerful thing that I have at the moment, it's uh, yeah, the most healing thing that I have for my own body. On the subject of healing, I'm about to spend a lot of money on supplements and I am on homeopathic remedies and various other things. I recently went to collect spring water from a beautiful well nearby and so the journey continues. It's uh, it's one of putting myself first, it's one of really starting to understand my reasonings, my my intentions behind things. It's this great opportunity, like I said before, to connect with my partner on a deeper, deeper level and, and to, most of all, focus on love. Focus on bringing love into my life, into my work, into into our love making I think I'm going to leave it there for now I'm going to leave it with focus on love because without love we don't have connection and without connection we ain't going to make a baby let's see if one of my medicine songs or light language wants to come through now for fertility not just for me but fertility for the world for the planet that inner fertility for creative ideas for blossoming for blooming for newness it's spring now so it's the perfect time well almost spring it's the perfect time to to birth whether that's birthing your baby or birthing a project birthing something new maybe it's a new avatar you want to step into let's call it in Ooh.
Thank you, thank you, thank you, Great Spirit, for bringing that song through, for allowing me to become the channel, for allowing me to become the hollow bone. And thank you to you beautiful beings out there listening to this recording, dropping in, going deep with me, 
it's been a journey. <laughs> Thank you for getting this far. I honestly didn't think I could speak for almost an hour just on my own. If you like this episode, if you've enjoyed going deep into a very personal, very private subject with me, then please leave a review. Share this with friends that you know it may support. Let's get it out there into the world because this is not spoken about enough. And we always see people on the other side of this journey. So how about we start sharing whilst we are in it? if that feels comfortable. I can only do this now. I couldn't have done this last month when I was deep in it. So it feels right. And I love you and I thank you so much for listening.